The Twins beat up the White Sox in the season finale from Guaranteed Rate Field. Some World Series picks, some off-season predictions all coming up on our final Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to our final edition of our Locked On Twins postcast. It's Wednesday, October 5th. I'm the host of Locked On Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins. As always, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because we use Simply Safe. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Go over to Simply Safe and check that out. Brandon, the season is over. Twins finished 78 and 84. Luis Arise wins the batting title. Kind of a bittersweet day. For sure. And when I think of the most frustrating Twins teams of my, I mean, maybe not my lifetime, but definitely since I've been covering them you know, writing about them. This one and 2018 are going to be pretty up there, and they both resulted in 78 and 84 records. Now, this one probably won't result in the manager getting fired like it did back then with Paul Molitor, but it is certainly going to cause this team to take some stock in to what they have to change because if they would have lost today, it would have been 50 road losses. You know, they've just got so many things they have to tighten up that, um, you know, just need to be fixed. But one of those things that's not needing to be fixed is, yeah, Luis Arise winning a batting title, first twin to win a batting title since what, 2000 Mauer? Yep. First one since they've had some, they've had some good left handed hitters in the yeah. team's history, a lot of them. And Luis Arise is part of that group. Let's get some predictions from you, Brandon, as we go into uh, another offseason for the Twins. First, I want to know who you got in the World Series and who do you think is going to win the World Series and how many games? So I feel like. It's easy to best teams, but you think about the NCAA tournament and it's never all the ones. So I'm hopping on team of destiny, Seattle on the American league side. And on the national league side, I am going with the Dodgers, but I want to go with the Cardinals. So I'm going Dodgers just because I think they're just, they're so good this year. They've just beaten the crap out of everybody. So I'm going to say Mariners, Dodgers, and it's really for no good reason because I'm going to look like an idiot here in a month when it's Guardians and Braves or something like that. I'm going to go Rays, Dodgers. So I'll go Rays, Dodgers, which is a a repeat of 2020 in the COVID Mm -hmm. season. And uh, I will say the Dodgers win the World Series. Did you you, you got the Dodgers winning at all? Yeah, they they have. um, I, I did this note the other day for their broadcast. They have set or were like right around the record for most wins by three runs or more in a single season. So they're just demolishing people. And Twins saw it firsthand on a couple of different occasions. So I don't know, man. They seem like a steamroller. October baseball is funny, but I think the Dodgers are built for October. I'm I'm excited to see uh, what happens here in the playoffs. So Twins have a big offseason ahead. We know that. Brandon, if you had... You had to bet, you know, $1,000. You had $1,000. You had to put it on one player. You are not certain, but most 
confident the Twins are going to sign in free agency. You know this front office. You know their tendencies, and you know this market. Who would you put that $1,000 on? So you're asking me to look into my crystal ball here. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <sighs> Joey Gallo. Wow. Just because they can't help themselves from finding a deal. If it was a pitcher, it's Sean Manaya, and as a hitter, it's Joey Gallo. I just think they need corner help. They're maybe going to flip Max Kepler. If they're going to flip Max Kepler, they're already betting that the shift will help somebody in by going and grabbing Joey Gallo. Um, I don't know if Gallo can play the infield anymore, but he's obviously a, a, a versatile, gifted defender, big power. I don't know. I just don't think they can help themselves from a good deal. <laughs> Puts it on Joey Gallo. I haven't even thought about him. I thought about him at the deadline. Yeah. But I have not thought about him uh, yet in free agency. Also, he can play some center, so he can yeah. fill in the box thing. Well, they, and there's there's not that many. I, I've said that they, the best thing they could do is supplement with someone who can play center but is willing to play elsewhere. Brandon Nimmo is an option, but he's like a five-win player, so he's probably going to get a big contract, even yeah. though you know it's more defense and that sort of thing. And I probably don't think he wants to play left field, but who knows? But – with that said, to me, Joey Gallo just feels like a twin already. He's already probably looking at spots downtown Minneapolis. Who knows? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the lefty uh, Andrew Heaney because I feel mm. that this, uh, this front office has not. We've oh, I feel like we look at guys in free agency. We go, oh, he could eat a lot of innings, like Jamison Tyone, or you mentioned Shamanai. He can eat a lot of innings. I don't know if that's something they value. And something that they have valued in free agency and trade. And I will take, and that's also the case with Chris Bassett. And Bassett is not, I don't think, really their style either. He's less, he, he's, he says he pitches on feel. I mean, they're going to want to tinker with them. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to go with Heaney because uh, he's pitched four and five innings in most of his starts this year. Very good year for him. But yeah. they picked him last year too. So I'm going to go with And Heaney. he's not going to get, in all caps, paid. Right. And, that you know, we haven't seen them pay for a pitcher yet. And sometimes that's for good reason, but until we see it, we can't really imagine it happening. So if there was one uh, big-time free agent, Brandon, and Correa can be included in that, and I assume you will pick Correa, but if there's one big free agent you think the Twins have the best chance to uh, to sign long-term, who would it be? I'm going to omit Correa because I think he's the runaway choice. Yeah. And I'm going to go with Carlos Rodon. It's a Carlos or bust for me this offseason and Rodon has been incredible can you give him four years and get him signed I would think so but he's not super old for a free agent he, he really did do well in this offseason to get an opt-out and just be one of the absolute best pitchers in the NL the twins have seen so much of him through the good and the bad with Chicago I, I certainly think that it would be a good fit and if they're ready to give big years and big Go with the guy who will first be your number one, and then you can slot Gray, Malley, Ryan, and Ober, or whoever else I'm forgetting because I'm certainly forgetting somebody. Um, that gives you so much rotational depth that you have a chance to hang with Cleveland, assuming that your offense um, you know, can answer the call next year. And that's mostly just getting guys healthy. Another bigger question for the Twins, who is your starting third baseman in 2023, Brandon? It's Gio Urshela for now. Um, unless someone comes calling a contender who needs that glue guy third baseman type, and I'm looking, um, I can't really see anybody who, who would go after him immediately. Yeah. But if someone comes calling and they offer them something decent, 
then I probably would do it and then just move Miranda over there. Uh, I think Royce Lewis might be my third baseman long-term. I think he's got the arm. I think he's got the athleticism. But with that said, for me right now, if I'm a betting man, bet online. I'm going with Urshela. <laughs> and who's at first base in that case? Is it a rise Miranda uh, platoon? Or AK, right? Um, I'm going to go with Miranda. I just think with what he's shown so far, you can't leave him out of this in uh, in the sense of a starting job. I mean, obviously, the way Rocco mixes and matches, if it's a righty and they have gone out and gotten Jose Abreu, that maybe changes a little bit. But I think I'm going Jose Miranda and Urshela. I'm going status quo. So I want to pull up and finish with this because this will be the biggest question of the offseason will be Correa's status. And I like that you said it's a Carlos or bust. And we're going to come back to that because I, I agree with you on some level about that. Correa, just a quick snippet of his quote. He said, my wife loves it here, loves it in Minnesota. She's very happy there. My wife's happiness is my happiness. If everything is good at home, then it reflects on the field. That's something I take dearly into consideration. But at the same time, I want to make sure that my son and my family are taken care of. And then he finishes off by saying, hopefully the twins can see the player that I am, the person that I am, the passion that I have for this game and the love that I have for this game. And we can get into some serious conversations. Any changes for you, Brandon, after, you know, hearing his quotes today in the last couple of weeks about his free agency? No, I think it's, there's a number the twins have to meet. If they get them that year, he gave the twins a year to, to wow him, to wine him, to dine him, whatever you want to say. And I think it went about as well as could be expected in terms of at least integrating into a new city and feeling like he could live there for the next seven, eight years. With that said, unfinished business on the field, which I'm, you know, he's a smart guy. He knows that people were hurt. He knows that a lot of rookies came up and kind of got thrown into the fire. He's a smart guy. So I don't think he's going to say, oh man, stick with the twins. I'm giving myself another decade of 85 lost seasons. It's, It's not anything like that. With that said, I had a friend who texted me and said, you know, what do you think the odds are of the Twins keeping him? And I said, probably like 35%, just because that's a really good percentage when you consider against the field. It's like when you look at the Dodgers and it says they have like an 18% chance to win the World Series. You're thinking, no, that's pretty low. Well, yeah, but it's against like 15 other teams. That's that's really high. I think the Twins are in the, the driver's chair or driver's seat, um, driver position, to bring him back, they know what it's going to take. They know how many years. Just got to get it done. Um, I'm hopeful, but I'm also thinking if Xander Bogarts and a pitcher sign for the same amount of money as Correa does, that might be better for the team. So I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. i just uh, a little anxious too. Big winter ahead for the Twins from this front office for the organization. Follow Brandon on Twitter at Brandon underscore Warren. He'll have access to Twins coverage. I'm sure throughout the off season, uh, breaking things down for you. And uh, it's been a pleasure. We'll do it again, hopefully in the future in some capacity. I want to thank everybody for watching this year, whether you watched 1, 10, 15, 20. I know we both had a blast doing it. So thank you, Brandon. And thank you, everybody, for, uh, for tuning in. You are Locked On Twins Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. 